0: 39 Milachot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath it's the why behind the way we do the things we do join Rabbi Moshe Schnirb now for Hilchos Shabbos only on 101.9 High FM 101.9 Chai FM this is Soul to Soul welcome back to Baruch Hashem, another year of Torah, another start a cycle of learning together every Erev. Shabbos. Baruch Hashem, the Islam has been the zakas. And we're back again this year. Baruch Hashem, we've already done many, many years of going through the Parshish, learning some so Yisaitis, learning some Halacha, and Baruch Shem Shech the V'kimonah V'gyonah HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us again the chance to start Parshish Baruch Tav Shin Pei Dalet, another new year, another new cycle, and we daven, we be open our show by davening to the Ebeshter, the Hashem, we should have the Siat we should have the ability to be able to find the words, find the right ways of giving over beautiful ideas, Ideas that inspire, ideas that will help us to get a deeper and more insightful appreciation of the words of our Holy Torah and find life lessons that can actually make a difference and spur us to greater and, and more sustained growth throughout, throughout the year. Voracious Boralakim in the beginning of our Karish Hu's creation of the heaven and earth. Rashi comments, says, all the potentials of heaven and earth were created on day one. But HaKadosh commanded each one to kind of actualize on a designated day. The heavens have been created on the first day, but they were still in a state of flux. On the second day, when Hashem said, Let there be a Rekia, let there be a firmament, but then the heavens solidified, thereby creating a separation between the waters above, the clouds, and the waters below. Now we wonder why there had to be a process whereby the heavens required a day, so to speak, to congeal. Also HaKadoshpokhu created light on the first day, but he didn't put, so to speak, the luminaries into place until the fourth day. As mentioned earlier, all of creation occurred on the first day. But the individual creations were not put into place until their designated time. Why? Is it not as if HaKadosh Baruchu could not have the finished creation ready the first time? Why wait? So Rabbi Yosef comment says now explains that this process was a heavenly design Established in order to convey an important lesson to us. Hakalishboa could deliberately discontinued aspects of creation, kind of returning to them at a later time, to teach that greatness and successful achievement do not just happen instantly. The Paskan in Iv says Vahaya says although your beginning is very very small your end will prosper just as a human being develops over time as he is nurtured and educated and develops physically and emotionally until he is able to take his place in society like great achievements take time. One must introspect. One must take a step back and observe. Is he going in the right direction that he had planned? Are his dreams achieving reality? Or have they become sort of nightmares? When we accept the fact that creation requires time and patience, one will not be upset when things do not go exactly as planned. The timing is off, is a snag, an obstacle, a challenge that has surfaced, which must be overcome. This is the idea behind voracious. In the beginning, a beginning implies a timeline, a starting point that continues on until it achieves fruition. The process has a beginning, a halfway point, and a finish line. All the heavens and earth began with something, which is beyond our, our, our grasp, and later evolved into its final configuration. Nothing received its full significance and capacity instantaneously. From the very outset, the Torah wants us to know and internalize the idea that growth and development, especially in Torah, which the gift maker Baruch Hu takes time patience, and a great deal of perseverance. This is 101.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back on your radio in a minute. There's so much more coming your way. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 high FM. 101.9 high FM, Soul to Soul, on your radio. Erev Shabbos Pashas the schus of the Ebishle. We are to start another new cycle of the Torah together. Baruch Hashem, I don't know how many years it's been, but we've had the schus so far to speak about many, many inyon and many topics on many, many of the Pashas and the Abishha's been so good to us to allow us to start and uh, let's start with the tefillin and our should should that should give us the ability to learn together, to grow together to be mechazak each other to strengthen each other and and to give us the ability to have a deeper insight a deeper understanding a deeper connection to our Kodesh Baruch Hu's, our Kodesh Baruch Hu's Torah so of course Pashas Precious is the most fundamental of all the Pashas in the Torah and of course Bashis braces describes the six days of, of creation. During creation HaKadosh Baruch Hu who of course is, who is is the ultimate in good, classifies everything that he created as Vayarla Kim as he what he saw that he created was was good. For example, Regarding the first day of creation, it's written, Vajahalakim Esauar Kitayiv, Hashem saw that the light was good. Similarly, regarding the creations of the other days, with the exception of the second day, it is written, <speaking> in Gyud, Impasa Gyud Beis, Impasa Gyud Ches, Impasa Khafala, Impasa Khafei, and Akadish saw that that it was good now as to what this classification is excluded on the second day of creation so rashi as she says rashi in his commentary on apostle Zion says he explains that the creation of the water was not completed until the third day therefore on the third day of creation it says Kitayiv, it was good twice, once for the completion of the work that he started on the second day, and once for that which he accomplished in totality on the third day. So, what we want to discuss today, we want to explore the significance of the six times that Hashem says, "Vayalekim Kitayiv." It's even perhaps conceivable. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu create something that is not good? Oh, of course, everything Hashem creates is, is good. That's one question. In addition, let's examine actually what the Torah says, what the text says, relating to the sixth day of creation. On the sixth day, first HaKadosh Baruch created the animals, all the creeping creatures, and all the wild beasts, with regards to their creation, it's written for the sixth time in Pasuk Hafei, And Hashem saw that it was good. Yet, immediately afterwards, still, on that same sixth day, comes the creation of man. And in Pasuk Havag, it's mentioned, let us make man in our image as our our likeness. And and the narrative doesn't classify his creation as good as it does with regards to the rest of creation. Nevertheless, subsequently at the end, regarding a totality of creation, it's written in the Passoglam and Aleph, Vayahalah Kemes Kaal Hashem saw everything they have made, V'hine, Taibma'id. It was very good. Clearly, this should cause us to kind of raise our eyebrows. Why was the creation of man, the crowning jewel of creation, different from all the rest of creation? Why does? The Torah actually omit the the statement by Ya'alekim ki toiv by human being. So apparently, the Medrash in Breshus Raba addresses this this curiosity. It says when the Posuk says, "And Hakadosh Baruch Hu saw all that he had made, and behold, it was toiv ma'ay toiv ma'ay." So it's actually alluding to the creation of man in fact the word mu'ayid is an anagram for adam turn the letters around and you get adam thus the pasuk can be interpreted as saying that being adam taif right man is good so this anagram is also mentioned in fact in in uh, another another matrix but notwithstanding this, still, we still need some further, further exp- explanation. After all, <coughs> the statement by Yahweh Lakim es asherasa v'nei tov and behold, was very, very good, applies to all of creation. Yet the Torah classifies each of them as good. So why doesn't the Torah classify the creation of man as kitov? Instead, the goodness of man's creation is merely kind of alluded to by the anagram in the general pronouncement of So perhaps let's begin to shed some light on this whole matter by, by referring to yet another Medrash. The Medrash says The Medrash says and Hashem saw everything he had done and it was very good. So the major says, this is a marshal to a king who built a palace. He saw it and it pleased him. He said, O oh, palace, O oh, palace, would that you should find favor before me at all times, just as you have found favor before me at this time. Das that Said to his world, "My world, my world, would that you should find favor before me at all times, just as you have found favorable for me at this at this time." What was so unique and special about the world at the moment that Akharishevarkul completed his work? Why did it please him so much that he proclaimed, "My world, my world"? Would that you should find favor before me all the time, just as you found favor before me at this, at this time. What was so special about it? So to, to perhaps help us understand what Kazala is saying here, it's quite enigmatic. So perhaps let's introduce a, a, an incredibly illuminating teaching from, from the great Rabbordach in, in, his actually safer, Butzina did He says that he actually is talking about <coughs> a pasuk in Pasha Shaeftim. Where well, the Passock says, Ki palay mimcha dava la mishpat. Says, if a matter of judgment will be hidden from you, bain dum dum, whether we're talking about between blood and blood, bain din le din, or between a verdict, and a verdict or between negal nega between affliction and affliction, matters of, of dispute in your gates. So what do you do to, Lisa, you'll get up and you'll come and I to the place the The place that has 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 chosen. So he explains that there's a well-known concept that Akarishporah who used the Torah as a blueprint to create the world. That is the words of the, of the, of the Holy, of the Holy Israel. Akarishporah who looked in the Torah and created the world. Now this idea also appears in the Medrash in the very beginning of our Pasha, where it says, the Torah says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's vessel Hashem's instrument. Right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu would look in the Torah and create the world based on this concept. So the Baruch says that since HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with the Holy Torah so it has divisions just like the Torah. Just as the Torah we know is divided up into longer passages and shorter passages, so too the world that was created with the Torah is divided up into the countries of various sizes. Furthermore, every place on earth is sustained by some portion of the Torah that is related specifically to that, to that place. We're going to come back and fill up this discussion in a moment. We're first going to take a break. This is one one point nine High FM. The program is Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. We're right in the middle of something really good. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Mushe Schnurb. Only on 101.9 Chai one zero one point nine High FM. One zero one point nine High FM. This is Soul to Soul. Back on your radio. Shabbos Kurdish. we are talking about the six days of creation and akadosh barco's pronouncements on each one of them except on the second where he did not say kito but he said instead twice on the third day six times hashem said kito and then in regard to the creation of man it says nothing but in overall in regarding all also, everything Hashem made, it says, and we're trying to get some, some handle on this. And we brought what, uh, says that just like in the Torah, there are parshes of different lengths, so to their countries, that are different sizes, specific places that relate to specific things in the Torah. So he explains, the following very familiar phenomenon it says occasionally, a person, let 's say, works really, really hard to understand a certain piece of data. He 's breaking his head up to try to turnstenitisis, but at the end of the day it 's to no avail until he finally arrives at a particular destination, then suddenly understands everything that was previously difficult and incomprehensible to him. The explanation for this phenomenon is that that portion of the Torah is specifically associated with that location. Hence, it was incomprehensible to him until he reached that particular location. That is the meaning of the Mishnah. and obvious where it says, there's no thing that does not have its its place. Now it's, so we can now interpret the passage when when it says when a matter of judgment will be sort of hidden from you, whether it's blood or blood or verdict and verdict or between affliction and affliction matters of dispute in your cities. Right? Suppose some halachic or Torah-related issue is difficult for you to comprehend, and you don't know which location on Earth is associated with that portion of the Torah, the Torah advises. So the should get up and go, go to the place that Hashem has chosen for for you. In other words, go to Yerushalayim. Because Yushalayim encompasses the entire world. Therefore, she also contains within her all the parts of the Torah related to every place on earth. Consequently, in Yushalayim, that portion of the Torah that kind of eluded you previously will now be revealed to you. That is kind of the gist of what, of what he's, what he's saying. So now we can begin to smile because now we can understand why it says kim ki at the conclusion of each day's creation. As explained, the Torah was our Kaddish Torah's blueprint for the creation of the world. Furthermore, every part of the world is associated with a particular portion of the Torah with which it was created. As we know, the Torah itself is described as taif. As the Mishnah says in Perk Yavis, ain't Taif right? There's no true good except for the Torah. Therefore, at the conclusion of each of the six days of creation, it is written, v'yara lo kim ki and this implies that on each of the six days, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looked in the Torah, right, which we know is called Ta'iv, and, right, implanted its goodness into the very, very depth of the, of the creation. So we can now explain why the words Kitta'iv are mentioned six times during the six days of creation. According to the Svasemis, in Nisish in, in Pasha, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the heavens with Torah B'Ksav and the earth with Torah Yishe This coincides very nicely with the passage the passage in Te'ilm Kuftesvav, HaShomayim Shomayim La'Shem V'Oretz That's right, for the heavens, the heavens are for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. but the earth He's given to mankind. So as we know, Torah Shubikshav was given in the heavens by HaKadosh Baruch right? In its completeness. It cannot be added to nor diminished from. Therefore, the heavens were created with it. And in perhaps in stark contrast to that, Torah Shubal was given to us, given to Kali the one unique nation on earth, it is their task to study this, study the Torah Shabbat Pe. with huge efforts, employ the thirteen Shalosh uh, Asrei, the Midas, the thirteen ways of deriving information from the Torah, and reveal the true meaning, right, of, of what sometimes is quite uh, esoteric issues taught in the Torah itself. Therefore, the earth was created with Torah Shba'peh, since its revelations are provided solely by the, by the Tamil Chacham on earth, who learn the Torah, who put their efforts in turn. They help us reveal, they help us understand, they help us have, have an insight into, into the true depth of, of the Torah So now we can perhaps say that this is the reason why it says by Yar Elohim Kitov six times during the narrative of the days of creation. They correspond to Tayre Shabapeh, which is comprised, we know, of the Shisha Sidre Mishnah, the six orders of the Mishnah, which are the basis for the entire Talmud Babli and the Talmud Yushami. The Earth was created with them and all six parts of Toishvapur are implanted and stored within the depth of, of creation. So now we can appreciate why after the creation of man a general kind of all-encompassing reference to goodness appears by Allahsa. So everything they had done and it was so good. Right? As the Medrish points out, the term ma'oid in this pasuk is an anagram he said for Adam. So let's, let's, uh, let's clarify this. So we learn in the Gemara, the Gemara on Daf, Samach Aleph says that the term Adam applies exclusively to Kaiser. This is based on Rabbi Shimon who says uh, that there's a pasuk in in Yecheskel, Says you are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture. You are adam. And he says, you are called adam, but other people who serve Idols are not, called, are not called Adam. Now, the people of Israel, who are referred to as Adam, engage in the study of Tair Shvapet, comprised of the six, she says, the six orders of the Mishnah, and unite all the six aspects of the phrase Ki mentioned in the narrative of creation. It is in their merit... That the earth created with Toy Reshibaper is sustained. Therefore, it's appropriate that after the creation of man, it says because he is the all encompassing good that unites the six aspects of Kitov corresponding to Toheshbap. So perhaps now it's time to to present a really really interesting bit of information, and then uh, hopefully it'll add to the discussion. So, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who we know was the one who actually redacted the the, the which is the basis, as we said, of all of Torah chose to begin the first Mishnah. With an open mem, may ema sakhir nishma baris. He chose to conclude the first mishnah, where they closed mem. Amrav Shimon ben Chalavta loy motzak adeshbarachu kli machzikeh barakal yisrael ella hashalom. Shnema shem ois la amrav yitan shem yevorachas amrav hashalom. So the first letter of the of the Mishnais is an open mem. The last letter of the Mishnah is bashalom is a closed, is closed mem. So we want to explain, well, what's, what, what's this about? So we learned before that the creation of man is associated with the phrase vihine toy mo'it. The Medrash pointed out that the term ma'od is an anagram for Adam. HaKadosh Baruch is conveying the message that it is impossible to achieve the status of Adam without exerting oneself completely in the study of Torah to get that label to get that status of being Adam one has to be one has to really really make an effort in, in, one's, in one's Torah study so that's then is the illusion, perhaps inherent, in the pasuk that appears at the conclusion of the six days of creation right? that their continued existence would depend on on man, the anagram of Ma'od the final creation of the sixth day exerting himself fully Ma'od in the study of Torah which is called Taif. Only then could the world exist. Note that the difference between the two anagrams is that Ma'od begins with an open mem, whereas Adam ends with a closed, with a closed mem. This illuminates for us the intent of Rabbeinu Akkadish. He opened the Mishnais with an open mem teaching us that when a person embarks on the study of Torah, he still resembles the term "mit" with an open mem. After studying Torah and concluding all of the Mishnayis, however, he resembles the closed mem of the word basholeim. Through the hard work of Torah study, he is able to transform the letters Mem aleph talid mo'id into aleph talid mem adam, right? Achieving the elevated, great status of a being, of being a, a, a adam. Right? If we carry along, so then we now focus on, on the elucidation in the medrash, which we brought above, related to the pasuk, so according to the Medrashah Kaddish Baruch Hu said to his world My world, my world Would that you should find favor Before me at all Times just as you have Found favor before me At this time right? At the conclusion of the creation Of the sixth day The entire Tadosh Was already embedded in the very fabric of the world as explained that is why this passage appears after the creation of man it's, it's because it's only through man's effort and, and toil in the study of Tarish Barper that he is able to connect all six aspects of Kitaiv mentioned in, in the narrative of, 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 of creation so now we have a mamish and explicit Pasuk, which is really telling the praises and the virtues of, of Torah study. Pasuk in Mishle says, Ayeles the V'yal A beloved hind inspiring favor. Now we find the following clarification in the Gemara, the Gemara in Erevin on Nun Dal Ramad Beis it says, Amar Shmuel Bar Nachmeni How do you understand this pasuk? Ayeles Ahovim V'yalas Our beloved Hind Inspiring favor So it says Laman Nimshlu Divei Torah Why is Words of Torah compared To this Hind? Lame teach you Ma just like this Hind Chaviva So Av Khaviva Torah says just like the words of Torah or just like a hind is, is desirable so too the words of Torah are always desirable to those who study them every single time as much as they were the very very first the very first time The what does it mean it inspires favor this teaches that the Torah Imparts favor to those, to those who study her all, all the time. So, based on the, 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 what the Mephorshim say, says this Ayeles Hashacha, this kind of gazelle of, of dawn, right, the morning star, represents Tere vape. This teaches us that when Yisrael studied Tere vape. To clarify the meaning of Torah itself, they find favor in the eyes of Akhadish Baruch. Hu. And perhaps we can suggest even the following kind of uh, allusion. The gematria of Ayeles, 1 plus 10 is 11, 41, 441, equals MS, the same gematria as MS, which is the quintessential truth, because Torah Shabal Peh reveals the true meaning of Torah of Torah Shabikstav so at this point now we can understand why the world that Godesh Prokho created was so pleasing to him at the conclusion of the sixth day after all, all the parts of the Torah have been completed and integrated into the very fabric of creation, therefore Godesh Prokho said to his world, My world, my world, would that you should find favor before me at all times, just as you have found favor before me at this time. In other words, Hashem hoped, so to speak, that Yisrael would always study Torah, Shabbat Peh, right? The Torah that had been sort of implanted in the very depths of the earth and that merits the world would please HaKadosh Baruch Hu and find favor in his eyes and HaKadosh Baruch Hu would sustain it on account of of Klaiso sitting and learning Torah. Therefore, the connection between this incredible divine pronouncement and the Pasuk associated with the creation of man makes perfect sense for it is only man who possesses the ability to unite all six elements, right, of Kitov, corresponding to the six parts of Torah Shba'peh mentioned during the narrative of the six days of creation. Therefore, Kodesh Baruch, who begs his worlds, they should always find favor in his eyes due to the study of Torah by, by Kaisel that takes place for all the all all the time. So perhaps we can then go even one step further, and 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 share. There's a fascinating teaching related to the creation of man. It says on the sixth day of creation, Hashem says, Na'ase Adam, let us make man in our image and as our likeness." Rashi points out that the pasuk employs the term Na'ase, let us make, rather than ese, I will make. Let's it say it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's humility. Before creating man, he consulted with all the Malachim. Right? Rashi, in fact, says, we learn from here, the humility of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Since man is in the likeness of the Malachim, and they would be envious of him, therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu consulted with them. And then Rashi adds the following comment. Although they Malachim did not assist him in the creation of man, and this and this uh, provides an opportunity for uh, even those who are heretics to validate their viewpoint that there is more than what God now said, let us make together, the Apostle did not refrain from teaching us proper conduct. And the trait of humility, that the greater person should always consult and take permission from the lesser person. So now let's examine what Chazar revealed us regarding the discussion that ensued between Akkadish Baruch Hu and the Malachim concerning the creation of, of man. oh, wow, I just looked at the clock. It's time for us to take a break. But I'm in the middle of something. So just going to come back after the break, and we'll finish up the idea, and then go into our normal halakhic routine. This is one and FM. The program is Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. We're just getting to the best part. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 high FM. Just finishing off our idea. The major says that at the time when HaKadoshpokah decided to create the first man or the Mauritian so the Malachim were not at all in agreement with his decision. Conflicting groups felt that man should be created while others felt that he should not be created it's written it's that, Chesed and Ms have met Tzedek and Shalom have kissed Chesed kindness said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he should be created because of all the acts of kindness that, that he performs Ms, truth said that he should not be created arguing that he is full of lies Tzedek Righteousness argued that he should be created because of his righteous and charitable acts. While Shalom, peace, felt that he should not be created because he's extremely quarrelsome and confrontational. In response, HaKadosh Baruch took Emes and cast him down to earth. As the Apostle says, Vayashlech Emes, Emes was thrown down to the earth. Now, all Mephoshim, are confounded by this message. For when man was created, HaKadosh Boko consulted with the Malachim to teach us the media of humility and the virtue of consulting with your inferiors. We learned this on the use of the phrase, HaYom Nase O'Dam. Right? Uh, 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 right this being the case, why did HaKadosh Boko throw Amos down to earth for offering an opposing viewpoint? Right? MS merely offered its opinion, right? When consulted with regards to the creation of a man. So, to answer this, in, in connection with the, the whole Mahalakh we've been developing here, so, we have to introduce incredible, fascinating words of the Efeitayah in his commentary on the Medrash, he explains why Akkadosh Baraka only threw Emis down to earth. What about Shalom? Shalom also was opposed to to uh, 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 creating of the world, right? Or Shalom said he should not be created because these arguments are quarrelsome. He points out that the Torah is called Emes. That's apparent from the formula we recite after being called up to the Torah, who gave us the Torah of Emes. Similarly, in our davening, we say, we say, Hashem gave us a Torah of Emes. Now, the group of Malachim representing Shalom, felt that man should not be created because he is quarrelsome and, and uh, comparative. They were implying that he is swayed by the Yetzirah inside him. Due to its influence, man's physical body is always at odds with his spiritual divine soul. It ultimately causes man to sin. Similarly, M.S. the Taylor argued that man should not be created because the Yetzirah blinds him to the real truth. Consequently, he's full of lies. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? Right? How does he respond emphatically to both of them? He took Emmes and threw him down to earth, thereby hinting and alluding to the fact that he was destined to give the Torah to Yisro down on earth in keeping with our, our whole discussion here, we can suggest an explanation for the incredible act of our Kodesh He threw Emes down to earth because Emes is the Teresh Bixav. Right? The, the heavenly gift that our Kodesh gave us. In fact, the three letters Emes allude to the letters of the Aleph base used to write Teresh Bixav. Aleph. Is the first letter of the Alephays, Mem is the middle letter, and Tav is the last letter. We know, however, that it's impossible to achieve a true understanding of Torah Shabbat shubik, without the clarification provided by Torah Shabbat. In, right in the in Torah Shabbat, all the Chachamim down on earth utilize. The Shloisha this the thirteen principles that we use to clarify all of the unclear teachings of the Torah Shabbat, that's what prompted our Kadosh to throw Emes down to the ground. He meant to prove to Emes, who is of course synonymous with Torah Shabbat, the importance of Yisrael down on earth. Thus she would realize that her inherent truth would only become apparent through the Asmodah, the diligent study of Torah Shabalpeh by Yisrael, the one unique nation on this, on this earth. So this was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's emphatic response to Emma's contention that man did not deserve to be created because he is full of lies. He is not truthful. Yes, it is true that the Yetzirah and all of its sort of uh, malevolent, uh, deceitful forces who oppose and conceal the truth prevail in this world. Nevertheless, by engaging in the study of Teirah Shabbat, Klai Israel, are able to overcome and defeat the Yetzirah. As the Gemara says in Kedushan Taflamit. Borossi Yetzirah created the Yetzirah, but Barossi the Tabna created the Torah as an antidote. If you learn Torah, if you're busy with Torah, <coughs> you're not going to give, be given over into the hands of the head, Torah. And furthermore, through Torah so the emiss of Torah Shibik is revealed. This is the reason the Medrash proves its point from the Pasuk, Right? Emes may eretz titzma. Emes will sprout from earth. In other words, the emes of Torah shabbiksav will only be revealed and flourish through man's efforts down on earth, through the asmod of the diligence of tomin chachamim studying the Torah shabbal As we always do at this time on the show, to go through the important times that we need to know for this coming. Erev, Erev Shabbos. So, the earliest time for benching licht this afternoon is going to be at 4.54. That is the very earliest time that we can actually put on our Shabbos licht and allow Shabbos into our homes. And again, it's voracious. It's the beginning. It's another new year. It's another new cycle of Shabbos. Why don't we give it a try? Why don't we really try to get Shabbos on the way, get Shabbos Kedush into our home as quickly as possible. 4.54, it's two hours from now. We can do it. Let's get the house clean. Let's get the food on the, on the black. Let's get ourselves bathed and all the cars parked and everything. And let's make Shabbos early this week. If you really can't manage to do that, then the latest time for benching lift this coming Shabbos is at 5.55. Five minutes, two, six, that's absolute latest time we can like, light lift. Please, please, please don't rely on any time after that, because then we get into like into quagmire, and at that time is really, really, as I say, only injury time for really, really desperate situations, but otherwise we must regard 5.55 as the absolute latest time for bringing Shabbos into, into our lives. Let's make sure that we can do, we can do, uh, we can do that. Shkia will then be at 613. 613 is the absolute really really latest time for even emergency situations 613 is really when it's here, when actual shabbos begins and and uh, all the things that are forbidden on shabbos really really take take effect so therefore if you'd like to be able to dive in mayrev at night and therefore not have to repeat the the uh the Krishna. Again, so all you have to do is wait until 6.31, 6.31, uh, 18 minutes after sunset, and that's already considered night as far as being able to say the Shemayas, and we'll dive in Mayur, and then we come home, and we have a beautiful, beautiful, ah, precious, precious. we're starting all over again. What potential, what opportunity we have to really this year learn the Torah properly, go through the Rashis, go to another Mephorash, and go through it, really get into our, 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 weekly Pasha, like we never didn't be, be, uh, before. Tomorrow, of course, is Pasha's Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha's the very first of the Pasha's of, of the Torah. Yes, quite a bit long, but there's so much, so much fundamental things, the pre-asylum and, and the story of, uh, Adam and 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 then Kain and and then sort of the history running all the way down to the, to the marble. Ten generations and one Pasha, it's amazing. Now, the Haftarah is not the normal one for Bresh's because we are on the doorstep of another Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh which is the month that follows Tishrei, will be Be'ez Hashem on Sunday and Monday. And whenever we have Rosh Chodesh on the first day of Rosh Chodesh on a Sunday, we read a special Haftarah from the book of Shmuel, of Ayyem Ulo Yonason, Machor Chodesh, beautiful, after a wide, specifically read on, the day before Shodesh, has a lot more to do, than just with the words, and it says, Machor Chodesh, but that's a, a shir, for a different, for a different day, so it's Shabbos, Baruchem, or Shodesh uh HaShem, on Sunday, and Monday, Sunday, Monday of this, of this, uh of this week, Shabbos Kurdish ends at 6.46, which, of course, ushers in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah. We're going to come back to some closing comments in a moment. This is 101.9 on High FM. The program is Soul to Soul, and this is the greatest radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM sold back on your way to Just to at least manage to include a little bit of halacha We are talking about the laws of Boyer. we're separating liquids from solids. So let's say you have we said let's say you have some sediments in, in your wine. So since they are completely undrinkable those sediments, so you'd be forbidden to strain them. In order to remove the, the, the wine. And if you did strain them in a normal way, you'd be violating the of separation, says the Shukhanar, in, in Shin, in test. If the, the wine is, is sort of clouded, where most people are not used to drinking such a wine, but It's possible to drink it. If you're sort of in a desperate enough situation, you would drink it. Then it's forbidden to to strain it with a normal strainer. And even using a piece of cloth, it would be better not to do it. But in contrast to that, wine, let's say, which is completely edible or drinkable, you'd be allowed to strain that in order that it should be even more clear because since even before the 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 uh, straining, it was eminently drinkable. So then that straining is not considered to be a a, a Similarly, let's say you have some orange juice that has all kinds of little pips and all kinds of little little pieces of fruit in it. Again, since mm. most people. Are, are 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 normally drink that without straining it. They don't mind having a little pulp in it, so therefore there's no forbid, no prohibition at all to strain it even in the normal way because people don't usually don't usually uh, uh, do that. Similarly, you'd be allowed to open on Shabbos a tap which has a strainer on it, or to take water out through a a a vessel that has a a strainer on the top because since even without the straining the water would have been drinkable so then that's not considered to be a in those places where you have to strain water let's say there's the problems of chochas in the water whatever it is and therefore the water has to be strained that of course becomes more of a problem because now you cannot drink it without straining it. Therefore the straining will become a mulach in those situations. You have to sort of, uh, uh, uh you know, sort of store your water already before Shabbos and, and, and ensure that you're able to be able to, to, to drink. Okay, we're going to stop here. That's already our, our, full show. Baruch Hashem, as I say, we were able to start and, and get into it. There's the same, the weeks will go by and we're we'll hopefully, with the help of our spoke we'll be able each week to develop a theme, develop some concept in Torah that will be able to help us grow. Please, 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 I ask you, if there's feedback, positive, negative, indifferent, perhaps more, even more important is indifferent, then please, please, be in contact with the station or be in contact with me directly. We really want this program to be as good as it possibly could be and as helpful and as informative and as inspiring as it possibly could be. So please let us know if there's something we can do to make the offering even better. In the meantime, I just want to thank all of our radio family for listening to us, for being part of our show this week and to wish every one of you a beautiful Good Shabbos and of course after Good Shabbos, a good as we go into the beautiful and significant month of Marcheshvan. Mar- to each and one of you, a good Shabbos.